banks weren't exactly giving out loans to kids that want to put out punk rock records. And I realized I'm not going anywhere. Usually it's a couple of irons in the fire. There's been times in the past where it's been a few too many and we've definitely paid the price for that. FBM, the bike company, was just like an office space with like a tiny warehouse and it caught on fire and burned down. I worked at companies where I was making more than enough and was living comfortably, but I wasn't happy because I didn't feel like the work was fulfilling. Hopefully this will squash any Chris Renz a millionaire rumors. If I'd have known anything about business, I would have never started a bike company to begin with. I mean, there's a million other things that I could be putting my time and energy into to make a much better living. I'm trying to make an honest living out of doing something you love. It's like a terrible idea. We would rather fail than suck. That's truer every day. We will never suck. Kodak Projects presents Don't Stand In Line, a six-part docuseries about four unlikely entrepreneurs. Featuring Chris Wren of Bridge Nine Records, Sonny Singh of Hate56.com, Greg Walsh of Wolf Brigade Gym, and Steve Crandall of FBM Bike Company and Dropping Coffee. Available now for purchase or rent at CodecProjects.com. I'm happy to say that this episode is being brought to you by Triumph Printing Company. Triumph is a Massachusetts-based screen printing company with 16 years of experience. Everything's hand printed. They offer design as well as branding. I'm actually using them for a few upcoming projects and I'm super excited to be working with Matt over at Triumph Printing Company. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Triumph Printing Co. or email Matt direct at triumphprintingco at gmail.com. Skateboarding is such an extremely creative art or endeavor, whatever you want to call it. There are all of these things within the culture that you do. You know, as a skateboarder, we don't really think about it as being those things, but you're also a photographer. You're also a filmmaker. You're also designing, you know, things for your company or your crew. Uh, you're also branding yourself without even realizing all of this stuff. I think I started to realize that that's, you know, what I was doing. I started to really just work and, and study people who are actually doing those things at a higher level, like actual real photographers or a real filmmaker, uh, a real branding person or a real marketing guy, just, just so that I could get more ideas so that I can make my skateboarding better. And whatever I was creating around my skateboarding, I wanted it to be better. Welcome to episode 18 of the Kodak Projects podcast. This week we're talking to Doug Miles Jr., pro skateboarder, filmmaker, and res activist. We talk about how he grew up on a reservation and getting into skateboarding and traveling, starting his brand in Delica, and raising money through the Apache Passion Project to help build skate parks on reservation land. He has a GoFundMe set up. You can check that out. Just look up the Apache Passion Project on GoFundMe. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello, my name is Doug Miles Jr. I am a professional skateboarder, entrepreneur, and father. Okay, cool. And then I also have down here that you're a filmmaker. Oh yeah, I'm also a filmmaker. Can I do <laughs> <work>? that? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I just want to make sure like, because um, that's what I had seen and I was trying to find out more about that part of what you do but maybe we can get into that later but uh, first just start at the beginning like where did you grow up because that's a different story than most 
of the people listening are familiar with, I'm sure. Um, mm -hmm. And then how did you get into skateboarding? Um, well, I grew up on an Apache reservation in a town called San Carlos, Arizona. <clears throat> and I was born in Phoenix, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. I grew up there in San Carlos and it's a reservation, you know, it's, um, a lot of the stuff that you hear is probably kind of true, but a lot of it isn't. Um, I didn't, it, it's, it's good. It's a dusty place. You're in the desert of Arizona, cactus everywhere, uh, dirt roads. And, you know, I'm just a kid and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just, being a kid, but you know, the, there's one thing though, that really helped that really influenced my life when I was a kid, my dad, <clears throat> my father is a really well-known artist. So growing up, he was, um, he had an art career and he wasn't well-known when I was a kid, when I was just growing up, he was like, he was coming, he was just coming up. So he was like, he was trying to work hard and do his thing. And he would take me on the road and we'd go to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And he would um, try to sell his art at art shows. Okay. But he would always be making art at home. And then when I was about 12, he started a company called Apache Skateboards. And okay. yeah, that's kind of like, so, that's so, kind of my background story. Well, does, did your father skateboard or did he, was, did he see it as another way to just kind of express his art? Um, both. He, I think both. Yeah. I think yeah. both Anthony, he, um, he skated when he was younger and what really got him into making the skateboards was I was skateboarding before he did that. Okay. So I had started skateboarding at 12 and then he being the artist was like, Hey, I want to, you know, I'm going to design a skateboard for my son. And this story is out there too. You can find it on, on the internet. Uh, there's a lot of people that have covered that story, but yeah. um, he wanted to make this skateboard for me. And he started that company, that brand called Apache Skateboards. So that was dope. He painted a board for me and I skated with the, all the homies in the, in my little town. And they were stoked, dude. It was like an Apache warrior on a, a blue, black, a blue background. And dude, people were stoked. They had never seen that. And you know, that was uh, kind of the start of my career too. Well, that's, that sounds pretty sick. So, I have to ask, like, mm -hmm. this probably leads into what you're you've been doing with the Apache with the Apache Passion Project, but kind of like I wouldn't imagine there's like even in my small town where I grew up. I mean, there was places to skate, but there was no skate parks. You know, I'm a bit older than you. I'm I'm almost 47. So oh, okay, yeah. So we didn't really have skate parks, but we did have, you know lots of empty parking lots with with curbs and stuff like that what what was available for for you where you, where you were growing up mm -hmm. yeah we had the we had curbs just like you that's what we skated um they have they have buildings there you know there's a post office and yeah there's there's government buildings and that's where we would skate there would be curbs out front and it would those are the only places in our town though that had uh, cement Everything else is really dirt roads. Okay. And um, um, those were where we would skate. We'd slash the curbs. We'd grind them up. You know, I'm sure you did the same thing. 
yeah like we'd, we we just go over there with the with my friends and we just uh walk around the town and just hang out and that's like the cool thing about skating is like you just go and out with your friends and walk around and explore and skate right yeah definitely so, so well go ahead but yeah there there really isn't uh, a lot of a lot of places to skate though um like any town you go and you'll find spots but there isn't right. a lot well, I just would have. I mean, obviously, you, you're you're a professional. You you've, you've made it to a pretty high level. It's hard to do that with only being able to skate curbs. Did you start venturing out of mm-hmm. like out and traveling around and going to like contests and different parks in the where you could get mm-hmm. to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so once my father he started that company. And we went touring, like we would tour okay. like a regular skate brand would. So I traveled uh, around the around this nation to different skate, uh, different um, reservations, and we had we had demos and we skated and we filmed. Um, the the thing about skating is like you're you're really just trying to film what you got and post it and let and show people what it is, and if people are excited about it and they watch you, then you know, uh, companies and brands get excited, you know, that you might be able to, I guess, sell some product or, you know, like if you're a really good skater, you know, kids really want to buy what you're skating basically. Right. Right. It's the same old, same kind of deal that it, it's always been. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so that I'm guessing that's how you got hooked up with like with, with your sponsors and who are you sponsors at the moment? Is it real and spitfire is that who you yeah real skateboards spitfire wheels thunder trucks um altamont clothing and oh converse converse shoes and who else um indelica is my my company which i ride for obviously right right (laughs) and that's um, your brand yeah that's my brand and that is fairly fairly new but um yeah I, I i just really wanted to skate i always i loved it i fell in love with it anthony like um i was i i just couldn't stop doing it you know and i was into sports i didn't and then i stopped playing sports because i wanted to skate and i would skate through high school and i um made videos my all my friends ended up going to college right I didn't yeah. go to college. I mean, I did like later on, but when they started going like right out of high school, then that's when I went into the city and started skating. Cause I would go and visit them while they were at college and they would still be skating. But, um, I would go stay at their house cause they would live out, live out there. I'd sleep on their couch and I would just be out there skating, filming, uh, partying, whatever it was. And that's kind of, um, where I, I kind of really started, you know, making new friends out there in the city. And there's a bigger, bigger scene, skate scene in the city. So right. it was cool, man. That was cool. And then that got you into, so skateboarding, like a, a lot of times, I mean, it opens up the world for people, you know, like you, you get into doing, mm-hmm. you know, you're exposed to art and different types of music and filmmaking. And I'm guessing sounds like that's how that led into the the filmmaking uh, part of your life do you want to talk about that a little bit oh yeah for sure um this 
the filmmaking comes from skateboarding because skateboarding is such an extremely creative um, art or endeavor, whatever you want to call it. Um, and there are all of these things within the culture that you do that, you know, as a skateboarder, we don't really think about it as being those things, but you're also a photographer. You're also a filmmaker. You're also designing, you know, things for your company or your crew. Uh, you're also branding yourself without even realizing all of this stuff. And um, I think I started to realize that that's, you know, what I was doing. And um, yeah, I started to really just work and, and study people who are actually doing those things at a higher level, like actual real photographers or a real filmmaker, uh, a real branding person or a real marketing guy. Um, and just, just so that I could get more ideas so that I can make my skateboarding better and whatever I was creating around my skateboarding, I wanted it to be better. So I wanted to learn all of those little facets and things. And, um, as a filmmaker, uh, we, like I said, my father, he's a really uh, well-known artist and he, growing up, he had, there would be film film crews that would want to do like little documentaries on him and us obviously growing up skating on the reservation and yeah. dude these films really inspired me like i would watch them and i would be like man that was you know that inspired me made me feel some type of way and i wanted to do that i wanted to do that too because it just was cool it just looked cool you know i wanted to make some cool stuff too and that's kind of really yeah what can you want to talk about some of the the films you've made um yeah i let's see i've made obviously i made a short film for the apache passion project right um i also would make short films dude since i was a little kid man i would make skate videos there's skate videos online on youtube if you look up uh, apache skateboards i made some of those um we just did a little like music video for um, this guy and his name is Sebastian Robertson. Okay. And his, his father is Robbie Robertson of a, he's, he's like a really famous rock star dude. Robbie yeah. Robertson. Yeah. Does that sound familiar to you? Yeah, it definitely sounds familiar. It, it's n okay. not necessarily in my, in my library, but I, that name mm -hmm. is familiar and yeah so we did a film for him um and then we also we just do films like i did one with my father and he painted this huge mural and i i shot that one for uh um one arizona which is uh some other company but um yeah dude i just like making things look cool and there isn't a lot of filmmaking coming out of uh native country like there is some but it's not, there's not a lot, you know, there's a lot of stories that haven't been told from a native American perspective. And I think it's cool, you know, and I think it's rad. So right. I, I like what, you know, that's kind of what I do. That's, that's really it. No, that's great. So you, you mentioned, we've mentioned it a couple of times now, the Apache passion project. Let's talk about mm -hmm. like what I like about, well, there's a lot of things I like about, but one of the the, the big things when I was, you know, I, I heard 
you being interviewed uh, by Ram on his podcast for the cadence. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and one of the big thing the things that you guys touched on, which I'm big on, is the fact that you didn't ask permission to do any of this. It, you know, it doesn't seem like you really you weren't ser- like seeking permission. Um, you took it upon yourself to go out and make yeah. make things happen because you you've no one else was going to do it. So, yeah. um, do you want to speak to that a little bit? Like maybe first we should we should explain what the project is and what it's about. Okay. Um, yeah. So the project, the Apache Passion Project, um, it's a fundraiser to raise fifty thousand dollars so that um, we can build a skate park here in White River, Arizona, on the Apache Reservation. Um, there is no skate park here, and there's a big skate scene here. The nearest skate park is an hour away. So um, I just, you know, I, I knew I knew the, I knew a little bit of how to, to build a skate park. So I was like, I can do this. Let's let's do this. You know, it's it's way past due to build a skate park here. And um, we got the fundraiser together. It's going on right now, and we will build a skate a skate park here. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different things, you know, like why the skate park is good and all that too. But that's, that's what it's about. It's just, we're going to build a skate park here. Mm -hmm. And, and what are the different things? Like, what are some of the hurdles you've had to overcome to, to get this off the ground? And when did you actually start this project? Um, we started last year, maybe in October or November. We okay. did our initial, yeah, we did our, um, our initial fundraiser of 3000 and we raised the 3000 and we, we built the mini ramp here on the reservation here for the kids. And, um, I wanted to do it even bigger. Like I know we could build a skate park. I, I just know there's people out there that would love to support it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like skaters helping skaters or like, um, uh, even like just people who want to see that happen. Like, I just know that people want to support it and, I know that it's a good thing to build a skate park here. Um, people, I think some of the problems that what that happen is like uh, uh, people in the community they don't um, they think it's stupid. They think like there's some people that think it's dumb. Like no, you should, we don't need a skate park here. What are you doing that for? Yeah. Um, uh, but. I think that's really the big hurdle right now because, um, you know, I, I want to do it for the community. And I, I, I do want my community to be psyched about it too. And, just, and most of them are, are psyched about it. So just, just a few that, that don't like it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of trying to change their perspective and, and showing them the value. Yeah. It, definitely, which, for sure. Yeah. I mean, so w- what, obviously you think there's value in it. Like, how, why do you think there's so much value in skateboarding for the community? Like, obviously you love doing it and it's fun. Like I, I totally get that. Um, mm-hmm. But you could, at this point, probably you don't need it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's for the community more than it is for you. Why mm-hmm. is that so important to you? Um, I, I just know that I need a, like, um, you gotta just do things, you know, like, um, here, so here, um, we have like, 
whatever, like 70% unemployment rate. There, there is no, wow. there are no jobs here. The businesses, there are no businesses here. Now, when, um, and that's, you know, that's okay. That's fine. That's whatever. Um, but I know that when these kids and these kids and they get hip, when they, when they can get hip to what they're doing, like what they're filmmaking, they're shooting social media and they're creating content. They're, um, taking pictures, they're skateboarding, they're, they're marketing, they're promoting, they're branding themselves. They're, um, they're, they're doing all of this stuff that if, you know, I just want them to realize that, you know, these are, these are opportunities too. These are talents that they're going to be able to, um, to work on, get good at and yeah. possibly for sure, get hired to do it for somebody else or start their own business. And because we need that here, like they're, there are no businesses here and I, and I see like just what there isn't. And then what that there's that there, I see what there could be. And I, and I know where it could, where I could fit in to help to bring that to happen. Um, if that makes sense. And no, yeah. um, for sure, that's kind of just, you know, that's kind of what I want to do too. But at the same time, they don't have to do that. They can just skate and have fun. You know, it's, it's just, that's just kind of what, how I think about it. Right. And I think, I think when you're skateboarding, like, you know, when you're younger, you don't think about things too much. Like, like, mm -hmm. like what the life lessons are going to be, you know, you're just out there having fun. But in hindsight, I think anyone who's ever skated for any period of time or done any similar type, you know, sport, you know, whether it's BMX or snowboarding or, or, uh, Jeez, I, I don't know, rollerblading. <laughs> like mm -hmm. you look at the yeah. world, it teaches you to look in the world, look at the world in a different way. And it also, you know, it teaches you perseverance. Like you're out there on your own trying to like learn how to ollie or kickflip. And it's hours and hours and hours of, of practice before you figure it out for most people, you know? Um, oh yeah. You know, and it's, you're setting a goal and you're achieving it. And like a lot of those types of lessons people see in traditional sports, but they don't, you know, skate like you said, skateboarding. They just look kind of look down on. So, like even in like mm -hmm. like the rest of the country is a lot more fortunate, maybe in in the than what you where you guys have it. Where it's like in my town, we had like sports fields and things. And I don't know if you had that there, but they were more than willing to put up a new basketball court. But if we asked them for a skate park, it was like, you know out of the question we we had to go around mm -hmm. and raise the funds you know stand outside the grocery store with a with a, a fundraising thing and it took probably five six years for us to get a skate park in our town and it was all us working mm -hmm. it so i i have a understanding of what you're going through I, I don't i think even it was probably more difficult for you than it, than it has been was for us even you know whatever that was 20 30 years ago 30 how old? yeah <laughs> 40 mm -hmm. years ago long time ago but um yeah it sounds crazy to, to say that out loud but you know i was 16 so that was like 30 years ago um where was that at where were that, you at that was in massachusetts north end of massachusetts so nowadays there's a skate okay. park and there's like multiple skate parks all over the place you know but when i was a kid mm -hmm. there wasn't so um i understand I, like I'm not saying it's def not the same at all, 
but it, there's similarities. Like each, no one's really going to make it happen for you. So you have to go out there and do it. And, um, you know, that's, that, that was another question I had about like, did, were you able to like, to get land? I mean, how did you get them to let you have a space to do it, to actually build things? <laughs> that's funny, man. Cause we haven't yet. We haven't even, we okay. haven't even got to that part yet. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing all of this on the, just the, the, like, just on faith. Like I'm going to make it happen. It, it's going to happen because, um, I just got to talk to some people. Um, so the next step after we raise the money is I'm going to talk with our council, which is like our, uh, uh like a president or like yeah. a mayor. You talk to him and, you know, tell him that you raised this amount of money and, the kids want to build a skate park and um uh tell them you know just tell them ask them like where can we build it can we build it somewhere here around here and right. at the same time i had i had talked to the vice chairman here which is like whatever the vice mayor or something he's the vice chairman here i, I had spoken to him like six months ago um about building a skate park and then, oh well, no, actually not six months ago. It would it was right before COVID, and he was down for it. He was like, "Yeah, we got to build a skate park. Uh, it'd be cool. It'd be a great idea. Let's just keep talking about it and see what happens." But then COVID came and mm. and that hit and it hit our community super hard. Like, yeah, one of the highest rates of COVID here and deaths here. So they're worried about all of that. They're worried about that. They're not worried about a skate park. Right. So. Um, I just still wanted to build a skate park. So I took it upon myself to do it and let them do their job with the community and do the COVID stuff. Right. right. But, um, but yeah, you man, did, we're, we're going to build it. We'll get the land. Mm -hmm. But I, I thought you, um, you had built a mini ramp. Was that something you just, um, did I misunderstand? Oh yeah. We built the mini ramp. Okay. No, we built the mini ramp. Um, the kids here, they have a, well, the skaters here, they have uh, this place where they skate. It's the foundation of an old building. And they put their ramps there and they build their own ramps there. Okay. And I just put, I just brought the mini ramp there and we, we built it and we brought it over and we just set it up over there. All right. That's, yeah. I mean, it's funny because that's the type of thing we used to do <laughs> that I, we used to have to do. And you see mm -hmm. people yeah. doing that still nowadays, but uh, it was a lot more. You know, we'd find just a corner mm -hmm. like under an overpass or something like like a highway overpass that was paved, but it would stay dry. And kids would just build ramps and bring them there, and you know, set up all kinds of. The, to, to me, those were like the the funnest types of places because they weren't they mm -hmm. weren't as pristine. Like a lot of the parks nowadays are just too they're a little too perfect. Um, <laughs> I, I I like to mm -hmm. kind of hack the hack together like stuff that. You know, you just kind of throw stuff together and improvise. Yeah. <laughs> you like the crust, huh? I do. I you do. like a little bit of crustiness. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You need a little bit of yeah, a challenge. Man. I don't know. You can't be riding smooth ground. Exactly. You can't be too <laughs> smooth all the time, man. <laughs> but um, so you had it go fund me and that first round went well. And you raised yeah. the, the 3000 And so you have mm -hmm. another one going currently? Yep. Mm -hmm. We have a $50,000 one right okay. now. Okay. And mm -hmm. I know that 
you you've you've it's really pretty early into the process but do you have like a bigger vision for this like is this something that you would like to expand at all to like you know other res- mm-hmm. reservations yeah or? yeah we would love to to expand this to other reservations um not only skate parks but also to um to um to build and to start um not training but i mean but not training we want to do like filmmaking uh workshops or whatever or even just provide provide the uh, skate each skate community and each reservation camera gear if we can supply them with camera gear um cameras a computer um a little bit of software and let them do their own thing and create their own scene there and put out their own content on the internet. Um, that is very helpful to, to a lot of people. Right. Uh, that alone is, is very powerful for a community. It's just, and, um, yeah, just to, just to be able to, to do that. You know what I'm saying? Do you right. kind of get it? I, I totally get what you're saying. You're spreading the word of skateboarding, but like not just the act of skateboarding, the whole creative process and everything that's mm-hmm. kind of encompasses it that, you know, so, you know, like we were, we had touched on earlier, you know, it leads to filmmaking and, and branding and design and like all types of like all these like skills that, yeah. that will get you, you know, could get you a job or just help in life in general, like whether you want to start your own thing or work for someone else, you know, I, I think that's, mm-hmm. those are all real valuable lessons to learn. And, and a lot of times, you know, you would think you would learn that stuff in school or, or just mm-hmm. somewhere else, but it, it doesn't really happen because it's not packaged in a way that's attractive sometimes. It just seems like a mm-hmm. something that you, like a lesson that you need to go and study whereas through skateboarding yeah. it just kind of you absorb it you know <laughs> you know yeah yeah you I, absorb it because you love what you're doing are right. you, um are you a musician too anthony or, or uh well i can't play an instrument to, to save my life but i i did sing <laughs> in a hardcore band um and then i okay. you know, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a filmmaker and just i don't know hell yeah all, all around type type stuff like that yeah. but uh creative person you're mm-hmm. i try i can't draw i can't do you know your typical things you know that you would you would think of but uh i try to get it out there okay. one way or another but yeah i mean Sick. i know like like just for just coming up skateboarding you would see what different brands were doing and then all of a sudden one brand would like spawn this other brand and like you learn like oh well that's it's the same company, but it's just a different, mm-hmm. if it's a different aesthetic, like it's an imprint. Like I, like I never would have yeah. even understood that concept probably if it wasn't for skateboarding. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's lots of lessons to be learned. I think it's great. You know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of that stuff out there and the, like the mainstream skate, from my understanding, like the mainstream skate culture, they don't, they don't, talk about that stuff and they don't want to talk about that stuff um for whatever reason they they you know for whatever reason um but i just think it would be cool you know if kids knew that that's what what was going on and um if 
they want to be good skateboarders, they're going to have to learn how to take a good photo, you know, or they're going to have to find someone that can take a good photo of them in their community or, you know, um, a good filmer, a good filmmaker can, that can shoot the right angle of this and make it look good, you know, cause you know, your mom, you know, your mom's not going to shoot a good, a good skateboard. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. And these <laughs> it's days, it's going to be cool. It's going to look sick. I mean, yeah. these days it's, that's how you get noticed. Right. Especially with, with COVID there's not like big, there's no like contests to go to. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's all social media and whether that's, you know, whether that's skateboarding or later on doing it for like some other type of brand. Um, yeah, that's, Mm -hmm. that's important, important skills for sure. man, I I can't wait to hopefully it gets back to normal, but I'm not sure, man. Yeah. I'm not holding my breath. Um, yeah, hopefully, but, but I was going to you know, that was kind of, yeah, leads over. I was going to ask you about how skating kind of the whole, the whole like DIY kind of aspect influenced your path in life. And, um, I think you've, we've, we've sort of covered that, but what we didn't talk about, it's, in, is it Indelica? Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. Indelica. Indelica. Yep. So is that's fairly new yeah Indelica is uh it's about a year year or two old okay uh i've just been really trying to trying to push it as uh hard as i can right now yeah i mean that's another thing that skate skateboarding teaches you like you know most at least the sm- maybe not the bigger brands these days but like some of the smaller brands and and the, even the bigger brands they started they were sk- skater owned and skater they started it even you know even like you know, Vans at some point was a small, like skate-owned brand. You know, they're huge now, but um, mm-hmm. lots of the brands started that way. And I think, I think you, you whether you're aware of it or not, like you pick up on that. You know, and and it makes it um, seem relatable and like attainable, like something you could do yourself. So yeah. Oh yeah, which is another lesson. Like I think you could you could use to sp- spread the word. So how is Indelica going? Like is that, um, do you have a, a like a small team together? Uh, Indelica is it's really small, man. It's just it's me and one of my friends. He is on the team. He skates for the the company. His name is Elijah Albert. Okay. And right now it's all fun, man. We like to you know we want to make our own stuff and you know, rep our own stuff and wear our own clothes. And, you know, um, we want to make something and we don't really want to consume. I mean, we, we want to consume other, other people's stuff too. Like we want to buy stuff, but at the same time, we want to create something from our perspective and from uh, our, you know, that that's just fun. You know, I mean, we, if you like clothes and you like uh, making them, it's just, I just like making clothes, dude. I like looking good and I like, um, I just fascinated by it and I like it. What kinds of stuff are you making? Are you, are you like, Oh, go ahead. Um, so mostly just like clothes. So I make hats. It started out as a hat company. Oh, wow. I made a few hats. Mm -hmm. I just made a few runs of hats, bought a few wholesale hats online, uh, designed a, little design on it took it to my local uh, embroiderer 
they embroidered it. Okay. And then I sold it online. Oh, I would cool. sell it online. I would I would just post it on my social social media and hey, I got these hats. Um, try to promote it in my in my skateboarding. It's all because of skateboarding though. Like, right. I just want to look cool. Like for some reason, I just want to look cool on a skateboard. And it's, it's really, so I want to like make these cool clothes and really just make skateboarding the way that I wish I would have saw it as a kid. Like, oh, I wish there was a skateboarder like this. And so I try to do that. Um, and that's, I like that. That's fun to me. No, um, I get it. I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I, nothing that I did ever really took off because I, I didn't, you know, I, I kind of, I have maybe, maybe I had ADD or just I just lost focus but I used to always I mm-hmm. probably had like five different like little t-shirt brands over the over the really? years that you know I just like making t-shirts and I'm now with what I'm doing I'm, I'm trying to make some more t-shirts I have actually have someone helping them um I have got a uh, my friend Matt over at Triumph screen printing is making my shirts uh-huh. now and he's helping me like because I'm trying to relearn how to do it because I really haven't done it in about 20 years. And, um, uh-huh. I'm, 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 you know, I'm trying to get back, I'm, you know, buying some equipment and just getting into screen printing again. Cause like I could easily have him just do them for me for way less hassle. Um, mm-hmm. but I like actually, I like the act of making them and maybe it's cause I sit behind a computer uh-huh. most of the day, you know, like the physical act of making something with my hands. Like I miss that, yeah. you know? Uh, cause I just, you know, I love filmmaking and design and all that kind of stuff, but it's it's so much computer oriented that it's it's nice to just kind of like do something with your hands sometimes, you know. But I wanted to have this bigger umbrella so I could do that, but I wanted to do the, this podcast and then I wanted to just do all whatever stupid little or not some not stupid, but whatever project <laughs> crazy idea comes into my mind, I wanted a way to kind of like contain it under the same umbrella you know so that's what this is about because otherwise i'm just doing random stuff and throwing it out in the in the universe you know and it just doesn't Mm -hmm. you know so so that's what this is about so like you know part of what i'm doing is um you know i I was like oh well i want to make t-shirts so Mm -hmm. and then you know who knows like i I might i think i'm gonna make a zine that goes along with it it's all really like punk hardcore bmx skateboarding like those kind of like DIY counterculture subculture whatever you want to call it worlds because yeah. that's what I'm familiar with that's what I like you know that's what I love I came mm-hmm. up doing all those things and um you know if it exactly dude. if you sell a yeah. sell a couple cool if you sell a couple hundred awesome you know but like mm-hmm. if it if it's it's not something that has to be some huge monetary success it's more about just being fulfilled you know so mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah i know what you mean man <laughs> yeah dude i'm gonna check that out i'll probably wh- what do you watch where can you watch that documentary so i can yeah it's on vimeo YouTube? right now you can watch it on okay no it's on vimeo uh it's vimeo on demand i can i can send you a link i'll hook you up with it okay um it's not out yet you, you, well it's out you but it. i'm i'm working on it with a distributor to get it out like wider but right now it's like it's on the site called gum road you can you can either you can buy it there or you oh. can buy it on Vimeo, um, but I'll I'll get I'll get something to you so you can uh, um, okay know, we'll make you pay for it because I want you to check it out, um, but yeah oh, you yeah, know man. that 
that's done pretty well, but I'm just trying to get it out to a wider audience now. Um, yeah. But I think it's a, it's got a good message, you know? Like, I think, and it's not me, It's it's comes from these the four guys that i mentioned like they have really good stuff to say you know it's it's pretty inspirational mm -hmm. i think and Heck uh, yeah, dude. it's it's really inspired me to to do this you know uh -huh. so it's one of those things that i i started with just a small idea and it's starting to to grow so i'm i'm, I'm pretty happy with it so far but you know, yeah I, dude and i get to that's talk exciting to, no yeah yeah, I was going to say, I get to talk to people like you, which, you know, how else would that happen? So, you know, especially yeah, with COVID. I know. That's good. Yeah, dude. The podcast during COVID is a good idea. That's, I, um, I wish I would have done a podcast. Or I want to do a podcast. I might still do it. But um, just like talking to my friends, you know. Um, but it's a lot of work, dude. I feel like a podcast would be like so much work. It's It's like, a good amount of work. It is. It's mm -hmm. like I tried doing one. Uh, I had done one like five years ago, and it was a lot more work then. Um, like things have gotten easier. Uh, you know, there's a there's a site called Anchor, which I use that uh -huh. makes it pretty easy to to upload. And because it used to be all like RSS feeds and like coding, and like you had to use like four different services to link everything up and make it happen. Now it's just Jeez. kind of rolled into one thing and it's free. Um, but, you know, the work comes in, you know, you still have to get in touch with people and schedule guests and, and um, you know, if there's mm -hmm. any editing that needs to be done. I try not to do too much editing in these because that was my other issue when, why I stopped doing the other one I was doing because, you know, I was uh -huh. spending so much time editing them down. Yeah. And then I realized it's not that important, you know doesn't have to be super tight just try to keep it more conversational um, oh yeah dude the editing could take that's <laughs> really what takes the most time of anything yeah and i get obsessive with it because i'm an i'm a editor like that's you know my, my day job so i'm just like <sighs> but it's <laughs> yeah i know exactly what you mean dude yeah <laughs> it can get a little crazy <laughs> thanks man oh yeah and the big news i didn't tell you guys but we just got a um my bad. <laughs> no, we just yeah, got yeah. our biggest, uh, our biggest single donation just before this call of uh, fourteen thousand dollars. Wow. Was yeah, was donated by the awesome people at Pigeon Skate Shop, and they're really, really heavy and not not the skateboarding scene, but they're really heavy in the um, roller skating scene. Oh, okay. And that's a whole thing on its own. That's a whole monster on its own. But they, they really came through, and and they're gonna donate fourteen thousand. So we're excited about that. Yeah, dude. Oh, super I, stoked on that. I didn't even realize like roller skating was that big of a thing still these days. Yeah, they have their own scene, dude. It's like their own. Yeah, it's like their own little beast over there. They, they, they get gnarly. That's awesome. Well, so yeah that's that's the good news yeah so we're almost great. there so, hell yeah all right obviously i want to i want to send people to the right place to support the project um mm -hmm. but do you want to bring up anything else that we haven't talked about i Any, <clears throat> i think we hit i think we hit it all i think um yeah people can get to the gofundme um through my instagram maybe uh 
you could plug my Instagram when you post your yeah video. for sure. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, so why don't you why don't we do this? So Doug, why don't you tell people where they can follow you and and learn more about the pro the project? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Steezy Apache. You can also follow me on Facebook at Douglas Miles Jr. And yeah, man, come and check out the content. Um, that we're doing a lot of Apache Passion project uh, content right now, and um, just trying to get that skate park built for the skaters out here. And that's really what the focus is right now. And you can get all the Indelica gear over on our website at indelica.com. Um, go and check it out and check out our gear if you're feeling it. You know, pick some up. But yeah, awesome, man, man, come through. I'm, I'm definitely skating on there if you like skating. Um, I'm always trying to do the skating from the from our, you know, from where I come from. So it's, it's different. It's, it's different. So you come check it out. Awesome. That sounds great. Well, Doug, thanks so much for talking to me. Um, hopefully we'll get lots of people over mm -hmm. there to, to contribute to the, the, yeah, uh, the project. I'm going to go over there myself when we get off of here and, and leave something thanks, and, man. you know, I'll do what I can. And, um, yeah, it was great talking to you. Yeah. Thanks, man. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Doug Miles Jr. Again, if you can contribute to the GoFundMe, I know it would really mean a lot to him and help spread the word of skateboarding because it does a lot of good in this world. If you want to continue to support us, what we really need is help in spreading the word. So if you could take a screenshot of the podcast or the docuseries Don't Stand in Line, post it up on your Instagram stories or in your feed and just tag us in it. You know, make sure you tag at Kodak Projects so we see it. And, you know, that would really help a lot. It helps just get the word out there. Also, don't forget, if you're looking for some quality screen printing, please check out Triumph Printing Company. You can find them at Instagram and Facebook at Triumph Printing Co. Or you can contact Matt directly at triumphprintingco at gmail.com. No,